That's why better. haven't I been doing this the whole time? This is so say, much better. Why, why well, did I never get the idea why? of turning on that one? No, no, listen. Whenever I do just that one, it looks like crap. Why didn't I have the idea of doing that and my lamp? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, was like, why, I don't know why you have your lights off. Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Schalk alongside Nick Miriam and Donnie Clemens continuing our positional rankings. This time our top 10 running backs in the 2022 NFL draft. Again, like we did with our quarterbacks video, we didn't make an updated big board, but we did make updated positional rankings and we combined all the positional rankings into one consensus top 10 in this class before we start the video please like and subscribe to the channel turn on notifications of course be sure to follow our twitter instagram tiktok at boomer bus draft or on youtube anywhere you get your podcast so rate us five stars there as well and check out the merch store below so let's start off with our number 10 running back and i'm going to start this off with kyron williams who was one of the biggest losers of the combine dude he tested horribly like we're like we're talking literally like he had the lowest relative athletic score which of course follow kentley platt on twitter at math bomb he does phenomenal stuff he's so helpful dude amazing his stuff is amazing but kyron williams had the lowest score of any running back in attendance at the combine he scored a 1.76 out of 10 now what does that mean that means he's in the 17.6th percentile as a running back as an athlete so I mean, he, he came in, first of all, at 5'9", 194. So he's a little bit smaller than the 199 he was listed at. But you're thinking, okay, a smaller running back who was known as his receiving back, who probably test pretty well. He did not at all. He ran a 4.6540. Like, that is only .13 seconds faster than Jordan Davis, who is what? Wow. 150 oh pounds more. He weighs 150 pounds more than Kyron Williams, and he ran a tenth of a second slower than Kyron Williams in the 40. Also a 32-inch vertical a uh, nine foot, eight inch broad jump. Like those are both bad numbers. Again, like an 18th percentile athlete is what we're talking about here with Kyron Williams. But the good, you want this guy on passing downs. He is a terrific receiver. I think one of the better receiving backs in this class. Also, if you're not going to put him out there as a receiver, he might be the best pass blocking back in this class. Like this guy is phenomenal. Trevor Sikama, one of our good friends who works at PFF, he made a joke on Twitter. He's like, you know what? With Kyron testing that horribly at running back, just add 100 pounds, dude, and play center. Like, that's how good of a pass blocker Kyron Williams is. <laughs> but, like like I said, you, you keep him there on passing downs. It, it's a it, garbage athlete, not very good at all. Um, the Notre Dame offensive line wasn't nearly as good this year, and he kind of took a little step back, and he's a little bit smaller for position. And like I said before, he's smaller, but he's not a good enough athlete to surpass that. And at a running back position, you know, athleticism, I think, gets overrated for a lot of positions, specifically quarterback. But for running backs, you need athleticism, dude. Like, if you're not a good athlete, it is going to be near impossible to win in the NFL. And like I said, Kyron Williams not only is a below-average athlete, he is going to be one of the worst athletes probably at the running back position in the NFL. That's going to be a lot to overcome. So for me, this guy lost so much money at the Combine. Maybe he'll make up for it in uh, in South Bend at his pro day, but... I don't know, man. I, I really think this guy might be like a late day three pick now because of it. So, yeah, Kyron Williams, you know, there's stuff to like on tape, but that that uh, combine was very, very alarming. And I think the tape is okay, not great enough 
to really vault himself up into the day two or early day three range. I don't know about late day three. I'd take a shot at him in fifth round, probably. Like, yeah, the athleticism score is really bad. I get that. But, like, when it comes to, like, production-wise, he was one of the most productive running backs in this draft. Yeah. I think we kind of have to. I should say we have to view that. Mid-day three. I would say, yeah, yeah, like I said, fifth round. Fifth round, I think, is is good. Fifth, sixth round. Yeah, I would take him. Yeah, I I would also take him somewhere in that range. Fine. Uh, We have Jerome Ford, the running back from Cincinnati. Um, not much tape of this guy. Why? Because he only has about 320 career carries. But he does have NFL size, and he's I think he's a very good athlete. He's super quick at his speed. He's explosive. I think he has a good starter also to beat uh, cornerbacks in the backfield. I think he has good pad level. I think he has soft hands. What's the issue? Um, for me, he has, like, no production. <laughs> and I kind of value production a lot, especially... Let me rephrase. I value production a lot if you're a running back. Like, that's the main thing with me. Like, a good example would be Tyler Goodson out of Iowa. Freak athlete. Has, like, zero production because he's just – he just wasn't able to get it that much. So, uh, he doesn't really have that great of production. I don't think he's that great of a pass um, pass protector. He's uh, I guess blocker or whatever. Run blocker, pass blocker, whatever. I don't think he's that good at that either. Has security issues as well. Fumbles the ball a lot. Um, another issue, kind of played cupcakes, plays plumbers. He plays for Cincinnati. It's not like he's playing like in the SEC or something. But, yeah, outside of that, there's really not much else to say. I think he does have NFL size. I think he will find a role in the league as maybe a guy who can come in on like like maybe just a couple plays here or there, get about 5, 10 carries, maybe a, game, maybe a game kind of split carries with another running back. But he's never going to be a true number one. But – if he does, I'm not going to be surprised. So let's just say that because he does have NFL size and he does have NFL athleticism, <clears throat> but just no production. And the production he had was against cupcakes. So, yeah, I think I, I take a fly. I'm, I, I take a shot on him like early day three. That's fair. Uh, I promise Nick will talk soon, but I'm going to go to our number eight running back, Isaiah Spiller, the Texas A&M back. Oof. I know Nick is, Nick is not a fan of at all, and he can probably give his thoughts <clears throat> after this, but Speaking of he the despises combine, him. Yeah, not a big fan. I think RB11 Nick has him at right now. Uh, RB40. Of, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of the combine, like, Kyron Williams did enough drills to get a relative athletic score. Like, you'll not get a score unless you do a good amount of drills at the combine. Isaiah Spiller probably saw what Kyron Williams is doing and said, ah, screw it, I'm not doing that. Because uh, he came in at six foot, which is above average size, definitely, which might not be a good thing. 217 pounds, which is pretty good size, too. However, he only did the broad jump and the vertical jump. He didn't do a 40-yard dash, no three-cone, no short shuttle or bench or whatever. But his jumps were really bad. Like, his vertical jump was a 30-inch, which is 15th percentile. Broad jump, 9 foot 6 inches, 34th percentile. Like, the explosiveness just didn't show up at the combine for Isaiah Spiller. Now, you turn on the tape. He does do decently at, you know, breaking tackles and and getting yards after contact. Uh, He's got good feet, I think, for a bigger running back. Um, You know, he dropped some pounds this year, too. He's kind of like a three-down back you could see him as because if he has a pass blocker and a receiver, he's pretty good. But like I said before, like, he's probably lucky he didn't run the 40, or probably smart that he didn't run the 40 because I don't think he's got really good long speed at all. Um, And you saw on the jumps, like, that was probably not going to translate to a very fast 10-yard split. Uh, he dances too much in the backfield as well. He's, like I said, a little bit tall. 
for a running back. So I, I think this guy's a versatile running back, not a very decisive runner, though. But you get him in a gap scheme. Like, I think that's where he can win. But Isaiah Spiller, like, we'll see what he does at the pro day. But, I mean, those jumps did not, you know, give me a lot of confidence in him at the next level. I have him RB7 right now. And we're talking maybe like a fourth or fifth round pick right now for Isaiah Spiller. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I think he's a little bit overrated in this running back class. Yeah, I'll be quick on Spiller if I mention a couple of things here. It's just that I had an early sixth on him, which is about what you – or talk. it's a little under what you had. Um and I think my big issue with him is that uh, he, first of all, he does dance a lot in the backfield. But I think his big thing is just that he he's good at jump cutting and bursting upfield. And it's acceleration. It's not speed. He just has nice burst. And I don't think there was much broken tackles at all there at all. I think a lot of his power, as a lot of his weight, his upper body, his legs are extremely skinny. He lacks leverage because he's tall. And um, I just think he's the type of guy who, when he gets wrapped up, he goes straight to the ground, which is not great. Um, mm-hmm. That's my take on him. You got to have big legs. If you're playing running back. And I think that the small legs showed up in those, uh, in those jumping drills. I think that's a, that's a big sign there. It's a big tell moving on. Our number seven running back is Dalvin cooks, younger brother, James cook, who we did talk about earlier, actually on the big board. I got to mention him a little bit. I have since then delved a little bit more, uh, into his film. Uh, so I can say a little bit more on him. I, before I kind of said he was kind of a third down backish type. I think he'll do a little more than that. The next level after seeing how he tested, Ran about how I thought he would. I had a 4-4-1 listed, and I'm running a 4-4-2. Uh, that's great. That's, that's fast for running back. It wasn't fast for this running back class because a lot of guys ran into the 4-3s, but we'll take it. Um, this is a guy that I think is very good at identifying a hole and just bursting through it. It's kind of like Khalil Herbert last year, except for I do think there's some added passing catching ability. He's run routes out of the backfield. He lined up as a receiver a couple times in certain packages for Georgia. I don't think he's going to be doing that a ton. Uh, he was 190 during the year. He's added some weight, showed up at 199 at the combine, which is nice. Maybe he gets a little more power there, and obviously it didn't take away from his speed. He still ran a good 40 time. Um I think he needs to work on his feet a little bit more as a pass protector, but he's definitely willing. And I think he has the ability, if he can get in front of pass protectors, he has the in front of pass rushers, he has the power to to be a better pass protector. Uh, but between his vision, his burst, um, he will be a home run hitter on certain plays. There will be times where he catches a ball out of the backfield or he gets a good hole. I hope he's in a zone scheme like his brother because that will allow him to be in certain situations where if there is a hole and he can identify it quick, he's a type of guy who could burst off these 60, 70-yard runs that you see guys like Dalvin Cook, guys like Jonathan Taylor who ran similar 40 times and have some weight on them uh, do it the next level. I don't think he's you know, necessarily this dynamic guy at the second level who's going to make guys miss. Um, I don't think he's super powerful and going to make guys and break tackles, but I think as a placeholder at a position that it's easier to find talent, he kind of feels like a Khalil Herbert to me this year and a guy that you can find the mid rounds if you need a running back and he will do what you ask him to and he will do it at a higher level than most because he has that speed and he has that route running ability. Yeah, for sure. And tested out pretty well at the combine too. Uh, our number six running back is Rashad White, the Arizona State back, who to me is the best receiving back in this class. Now, it's interesting because I say that he might be like a Demetric Felton type player where we didn't know where to list him at. And he ends up, you know, going to the Browns and playing a little receiver, playing a little running back. That's the role I think Rashad White, Rashad White could do really well. Now, as a runner, kind of the same issues that we saw with Isaiah Spiller and that he doesn't really know how to be a decisive runner. But you get the, this guy the ball in space, he can make magic happen, man. Like, he is a very, very elusive running back. Uh, like I said before, he's still learning how to run. I do think this is more of a receiving back than anything right now. But in the NFL, 
that is very valuable. As we know, the NFL is a passing game nowadays. If you're not a good receiving back, it's going to be difficult for you to make a significant impact on an NFL roster as a running back. So uh, Rashad White, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised by his tape when I watched it as a receiver. Uh, like I said before, he's got to get a little bit better as a runner, a lo- little more decisive as a runner. But he came into the combine uh, at 214 pounds. And unlike Demetrius Felton, who I mentioned before, Rashad White was a really good athlete and tested really well at the combine. Like Demetrius Felton was was one of the worst athletes, mainly because of that size. Rashad White came in six feet tall, 214 pounds, ran a 4.48, which is phenomenal. Uh, he had a 38-inch vertical, which also is elite. Broad jump 10 foot 5 inches, which is also elite. Overall, we're talking about a 98.4 percentile athlete. That is phenomenal. That is the second best out of any running back at the combine. And we'll get to that guy who's number one later on. And just a spoiler, much later on in this video. But we're talking about an elite athlete that Rashad White is. You get this guy the ball in space, especially as a receiver. He can make a lot happen. He, there's a lot of work to do as a runner. But he is, he's going to be day one, I think, the best receiver out of all these running backs. And he was very impressive at the senior bowl, too, which uh, means a lot to me. Yeah, um, I like him, too. Uh, up next on our list, number five, Jerron Ely from Ole Miss. Um, he's small. He is a very, very small man. Uh, he is five foot eight and less than 190 pounds. So what does that mean? Doesn't really have a lot of strength, but there is a lot of good upside with him. I think he has good vision. I think he's able to make the cuts pretty well. I think he finds the lanes. I think he has good balance. Wasn't really ever used in the receiving game. Uh, shout out Lane Kiffin for not really using him that way. But was never really used in that way. Do I think he can be? Yeah, I think he can be in the NFL, which um brings value like that's why i don't think kyron williams is like completely out of the question because he does have that receiving ability but it's um ely's is definitely not on the level of uh, kyron williams but i'm just kind of throwing it out there um just he's small he's not going to be able to handle nfl linebackers i don't think he's ever going to be a true number one uh but i do think just like with some people that we've been talking about he can split carries in the NFL. He's a decent athlete, not a great athlete. Tested in like the 60, I think it was like 62 percentile, something mm-hmm. like that, somewhere around there. Um, I mean, that's there's not really much else to say. I think he's, I think he has good balance. I think he has good vision. I think he uses his speed well. Um, I think he's, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's small. Like he's probably one of the, he might be the smallest running back in this draft. Yeah, like he he's, is small. He's yeah, he's smaller than Kyron Williams, and I I had serious concerns about his size, and he's even shorter than him. So I don't know. Like I, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I really like him. I think his tape was very underrated. By the way, nobody was talking about this guy's tape, and it was, it was great. I loved it. But he is short, and I'm not a big fan of that. But I do think he will find a very good spot in the NFL as a guy who splits carries. Yeah, I like Jerry Ely as a receiver too. I think he was a pretty good receiver for Ole Miss. They didn't use him as much as I wanted to, which makes that's me fair. mad. Yeah, that's fair. They didn't. Like, I know he, he has it in him. Good. I know he does. Like, I know he has that in him to become maybe not an elite receiving back, but a really good one. But yeah. they just didn't do it. He's, like, he's like a scat back. Also, like a star baseball player. Apparently, he's like a, one of the yeah, best center fielders in the SEC. Like, he's got an MLB future, too, if this guy didn't want to. But we'll see. Hopefully, he stays in the NFL. Yeah, we like we like, uh, we like like uh, two support athletes. <laughs> Always fun and interesting, and you know NFL teams to a certain extent, even though they don't want their players stolen away, like to see that because it shows that they have that athletic ability. Uh, let's move on to a, like a personal favorite of mine, becoming a personal favorite of mine. Uh, Tyler Algier, running back from 
from BYU. 5'11", 224 pounds. Came in a little heavier at the combine than I thought. If this guy ran a faster 40 time and he re- did run slower than I was hoping for, I thought he could maybe crack into the 4.4s and he ran a 4.6 flat. Uh, if he were fast, this would be my ideal running back. I love it. I, wow. I want the rocked up guy. I want the short, low to the ground, natural leverage, tank, bowling ball, blastoise. This guy is crazy. Like he just plays low and he does the same things that we talked about earlier with James Cook that I look for that I like. I want to see the guys find that hole quick, commit to it early and burst through it. I don't really care about your long speed as much because you have something the next level that you can do beyond just finding that hole and bursting through it which for him is he plays extremely low. He slips tackles and he has a really nice one cut. He has the ability to kind of flip his hips and make guys miss in space. He's not shifty per se, but uh, in in rugby, we call it a step. Like you just, it's one step. You're going one way and you step and you cut the other. He does that really, really well. And he slips tackles. He broke a lot of tackles at BYU. Uh, He is a, he's a problem. And I don't think people are going to want to be hitting this guy at the next level. Um, I think in terms of pass pro, because of his body type, there's a lot of potential there. Didn't have a lot of reps. They didn't play him on third downs a whole lot. But I do think as a pass catcher for his size, he's not completely incompetent. Like he can catch balls out of the backfield and make guys miss after the catch. Uh, This is your, he's not quite Mike Tolbert, but he's probably, you know, a little bit better. Um, okay. you know, in, terms of, <laughs> in terms of what he can do, I mean, Mike Tolbert was great, man. Like, I, I, I I'm a big Tolbert. fan of Mike Tolbert. <laughs> like, he was the man. Awesome. <laughs> like, this guy, to me, is a little shiftier than that. Um, and I, I, I think that Tyler Algier has has the ability to be a Javante Williams bra- tackle breaking type at the next level. He's not as fast. That's a concern. He's not going to break off these 80 yard runs. But he, there, when you're winning a game and you're up and you're just trying to wear down a defense, you know, we we talk about the Derrick Henry effect. There are not many guys that have that effect because Derrick Henry's, you know, 6'5", 200, whatever. He's huge, right? Yeah. This guy, just because of his, you know, natural leverage and, you know, being the opposite of the Najee Harris thing that we talked about last year. Like, this guy is short and muscular. You don't want to hit those guys. They, this is a this guy's built like a rugby player. Like, you don't want to hit him. <laughs> it's going to be annoying for defenders to tackle this guy. And it, 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 you will see at the next level, I guarantee it, you will see defenders not want to tackle this guy. By the way, I just got to say this. So, unfortunately, there's no videos in this uh, highlights or this video. But if you want to see, like, the best play by any of these running backs, Tyler Algier, I think his quarterback, Jaron Hall, I think, threw a pick. Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier chased down the corner, who's about to score a touchdown. And usually when you see you guys punch out the ball for a forced fumble, it's, like, underneath it, and they punch it out. Tyler Algier jumped up and came down and, and hammered that ball out. Like, it is one of the cooler plays. I'll, I'll hopefully tweet it out on the Boomer Bust account. Uh, pretty soon, but it is one of the cooler plays by a running back that I saw in this class. And it, it is just, you saw that hustle from Tyler Algier, which is pretty cool. Uh, our number three guy, Damian Pierce, the running back at Florida. Like the, the way Florida used him, dude, I was like, what are we doing here? You know, like you lose Kadarius Tony, you lose Kyle Pitts, you lose your star quarterback in Kyle Trask. Emory Jones was not at all as good as we expected him to be. And every time Damian Pierce touched the ball, it was electric. But they didn't give him the ball enough. Like, I was like, why aren't we giving this guy, who very clearly is probably the best player on your team. Like, why is he not getting the ball more? He only had 100 carries this past season. But he was phenomenal whenever he did touch the ball. Um, He's a massive, massive running back. Uh, He's one of the more impressive running backs I saw. He's not tall, like Nick said. He's only 5'10", but he's 218 pounds, which is huge. He plays that way, too. He runs over guys, has really good burst, in my opinion, as well. 
Like this guy was a, a pretty good athlete. Uh, he was listed on Bruce Feldman's freaks list, I believe. And he came into the combine and only tested as a 66 percentile athlete. I was really hoping for a lot more from Damian Pierce. Uh, he ran a four, six, four, five, nine, 40, 34 and a half inch vertical, which is okay. Nine foot, 11 inch broad jump, which is okay. And a 21 reps in the bench. Also. Okay. So overall, it's like, he's an above average athlete, Damian Pierce, but the tape, man, I mean, the tape screams superstar to me. And if this guy got more carries, like I think there's a legitimate case for this guy to be up there with our top two. And I know it's kind of a two horse race for a lot of people. Damian Pierce needs a, a needed a bigger workload. And I think Florida kind of screwed him his whole career. And especially this past season too. But I was very impressed as a receiver. I was very impressed by him too. I mean, this guy's just a tackle breaking machine. Um, and I think he should have gotten a hell of a lot more touch touches that Florida than he, than he got. So I don't know. I think this is a guy, you know, a lot like Alvin Kamara coming out of Tennessee when he was drafted and you were like, wait, he was like the number two back at Tennessee. Why, why were we drafting this high? And before everything has happened now, but he was a superstar for the Saints. So I do think that, you know, guys like this happen all the time where they're not really getting the run they should at college, but they could turn into really, really solid NFL players. So he may not be a bell cow in college. I think there's a very good chance he could be a bell cow in the NFL. Which, by the way, that could be a positive. That yeah. could be a positive. Because, not a lot of mileage. I mean, not yeah. a lot of mileage. You haven't taken as much of a beating. Could yeah. be a positive. Exactly. All right. The number two running back on our list is the guy who, for a moment there, looked like was actually going to win the Heisman Trophy and then didn't. Ken Walk- Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State. Kenny Trace. Um, this guy had a really productive year at Michigan State after transferring in from Wake Forest, I believe, right? Um, I think yes. Wake Forest. Yes. Yeah, Wake Forest, yeah. Um, I, this is, the to me, he's my RB1. The other two are going to talk about Brees Hall in a second, who's their running back one. Brees Hall obviously had an amazing combine, uh, but Kenneth Walker didn't have a, per se, bad combine. Uh, my thing was going to be going into it, uh, if Brees Hall ran a faster 40, I was going to move him up over him, and it was very close. And for a second, because I thought both were going to be in the four fours, and Brees Hall ran his in the four threes, I was like, "Oh, I guess, I guess that's going to be is going to be." But then Kenneth uh, ends up running .01 faster, so I got to stick with my priors and, and do what I initially had. But you know, to me, Kenneth Walker, we, I look for two thing, three things in running backs that I think can make you elite beyond those initial reads of just finding the hole and getting through it. And I think. All these kind of like top five-ish guys, at least on my list, um, are pretty good at that, you know. Um, and I think Walker and Brees Hall each do two of the three things to the next level exceptionally well, and that is uh, breakaway speed, mm-hmm. power to break tackles, and shiftiness. It's kind of like what we talked about so much with Rondale last year where he had like all three of those, and that's why I was so impressed with him after the catch. For me, Kenneth Walker has the shiftiness and the speed. Um, and to me, that combination – of the three is maybe the lowest floor, but has the potential to be deadly for certain defenses. Cause you will get these wow plays where it's like that guy just did that all on his own. And it's ridiculous. There are plays where he makes guys misses miss. And then once you make one guy miss, if you have open field in front of you, because he has four, three speed, it could be good night, you know? And I think he does have some pass catching ability. Um, his pass as a pass protector. I think he has a good anchor. He scans well, his feet and hips are extremely twitchy, sudden, speedy guy. This guy, when he cuts, it's, 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 I don't want to call him like Kadarius Tony type twitchiness because I think Kadarius Tony is like different, but mm-hmm. it reminded me of it a little bit from the running back position. He's bigger um, in terms of weight, you know, running backs normally are. 
that you don't really see guys move like that. And they don't really get an opportunity to because most running backs have to commit to the hole. But when he gets the opportunity in space, he's very good at it. Now, what are his weaknesses? I don't think he's super powerful. I don't think he drives his legs through contact as well as he could be uh, doing. But that is something that I think could develop the next level. I think he has the weight to do so. And I think because of that, if he figures out how to drive through contact a little bit better, that would hit the trifecta of ability at the second level and make him potentially the highest ceiling, in my opinion, of the running backs in this draft class. Um, but I do think it's him close between him and Brees Hall, who we're going to talk about in a second. But for now, uh, I do think Kenneth Walker, for me, will remain running back one. Um, well, you guys can figure out who number one is. And that is my number one running back prospect since 2018, since Saquon Barkley, Brees Hall, out of Iowa State. Um, just last night, I watched this guy a little bit more, and I reviewed his athletic score. And in case you didn't know... 99.9 percentile athlete, which if you don't know, it's number one out of all the running backs. And that was one of my smaller questions with him was, and I don't know if he's athletic as Kenneth Walker. Apparently he's more athletic than <laughs> Kenneth Walker. So what other question does he really have? I think he's a great runner. He has amazing balance. He uses power. He uses speed. I think the only actual true weakness in my eyes is I don't think he has like elite breakaway speed. And that's basically when I I don't think he has like Travis Etienne breakaway speed where he's just he's gone. Like if he gets a free lane, he's gone. Like I don't think he has that. Um, another weakness is he does have a lot of production, which that may sound like a good thing, but like I said earlier, he's taken a bit of a beating already. So I don't really like that. Another weakness is he played in the Big Twelve, um, probably the worst out of the Power Five conferences. I'd argue for defenses. For defense, yeah. Yeah. For defense, for defense, <laughs> for defense. I mean, you can maybe now make an argument for offense since Oklahoma is a mess now. I will see. I'll, I'll we'll still see. trust. I still trust Oklahoma. We'll see. Texas is out there. Texas yeah. really plays. He Texas. was. He, he was. He was. He was pleased when the Heisman. You'll make Sixth me a overall pick. Whittier was Klon, Donnie. Yes. Sixth overall pick. Quinny was. <laughs> please make. Please win the Heisman because you will make me a lot of money. Um. <laughs> um. But no, I'm in love with this guy, man. I think everything you want in a running back, he's got. I had questions about his receiving ability, but he proved me wrong this year about it, and he showed at the combine that he can do it. So. What is the downside to this guy outside of maybe too much production? Not much. I'm in love with this guy. I think he's better than Javante Williams. I think he's better than Najee Harris. I think he's better than Travis Etienne. I think he's better than all the guys last year. I think he's better than Swift, better than Taylor as a prospect. As a prospect. Better than Swift, better than Taylor, better than Edward Zaleo, better than any of the, better than Dobbins, better than any of those guys. I think this is the best running back prospect in my eyes since Saquon Barkley. And I don't think, now obviously the gap is good, but I don't think the gap is huge. I really don't think the gap oh, is huge. God. Because this is a <laughs> I guy. Just let me explain. This is a guy, if you want to take him in the first round, I'm okay with it. No, I'm okay with taking this guy late first either. round. Late first round. Late first round. Like if you the Buffalo Bills. If you want to take him, go on ahead. (laughs) Yeah, screw AJ Dillon. We got Bruce. We got Bruce Hall. But no, I think I think this is the best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley, and I think the gap between him and Saquon is a lot closer than these guys think. I don't think it's a close gap. Like obviously, Saquon is a lot better. Saquon's the best running back prospect we've ever seen. But I'm just saying the gap is not a mountain. It really isn't. It's not a mountain gap. I like, think I think I think he, Saquon to me is a Trevor Lawrence of running backs when he came out. Like it and was that's just fine. Like, that's fine. I get that. I get that. But I think Brees Hall is like Zach Wilson. 
That's fair. I don't think Zach Wilson was close to Trevor Lawrence. Last okay, year. well, in my eyes, because Zach Wilson was QB two, and you guys had Justin Fields. That's I fair. About that. So, and you guys were a lot higher than Fields than me. But anyway, um, there's not really much wrong with this guy. He's got amazing balance. I think he has great yeah. explosiveness. He may not have that home run speed that ETN has, but that's literally his only weakness. Amazing balance, amazing footwork, amazing vision, amazing everything, and he has production, which I like a lot. So, Bruce Hall, RB1, and I do want to reference this. After that combine, I don't think it's kind of close anymore. I mean, yeah, him, 99.5 percentile athlete. I mean, dude, Walker, 90, 90.9 like, I Yeah, he's right behind him. I thought, I thought Walker was going to – I thought Bruce was going to be like around 90-ish, yeah. and then I thought Walker was going to be like 90 like, – six plus and then i, I saw Brees hall have a 99.5 and i was like what the heck man Where yeah did this i will come from? i will say the i don't know if i try i i get the, the official times and they're more trustworthy than pro day but like this was like by far the fastest that we've ever seen and was like when you have that many guys running that fast it's like maybe something is fake according to max Chandler. no it's not fake i've, I've seen a the lot combine of combine like, is you heard it here first the combine no. is fake a lot of people were talking. A lot of PFF guys are talking. They're like, oh, there might be something going on here. Like they might have been a little bit off this year, but who knows? Who knows? It does uh, help the NFL's bottom line. It does help. Yeah, this was a ridiculous. Like, dude, you don't see running backs run four threes, dude. Like a four four is like crazy fast. And Brees Hall, who I was like, oh, he's got good speed, not great speed. He runs a four three eight, and I was like, what the hell is going on? But who knows? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know, I'm wrong. And well, maybe maybe. I mean, I mean, the trainers and the the trainers and the medical stuff is like so much different than it was like ten everything years is ago. getting better, and they know how yeah. important it is to the draft. These guys are prepping earlier than they ever have to run these drills. A lot of these drills are just process. Like people are often not trained for it, right? Yeah, that too. I mean, you know, there is certainly more preparation and more of an idea of what needs to be done to run a good time in the floor. Yeah, I will. I did hear from one PFF guy though. He was like, I talked to a lot of agents and I texted them. I was like, Hey, is this what you expected your guy to run? They're like, that is not at all. What, like, this is like way faster than the range that, so who knows? I, I trust it more than the pro day. Don't get me wrong, but we'll see. Uh, that's, that's, what we got, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got for our top 10 running backs in the 2022 NFL draft. Let us know what your rankings are, where you think we're too high in a guy, too low on a guy. If there's a guy who missed our top 10 that definitely should be in there, let us know in the comment section below. Um, I'm going to continue doing this positional series, which is really fun. So follow us Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Boomer Bus Draft. Follow each of us personally, too, at Nick with Sports, at Pick and Spreads, and me, at Chatter and Score Maxwick as well. Uh, and please rate and review and leave five stars and like and subscribe as well. So for Nick Miriam and Donnie Clements, I'm Max Chatter. Have a great night.